0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the All By The Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we've got a couple more Oscar nominated movies for you. Um, To Leslie and Women Talking. Yes, yes,
1: yes. And uh, what what was what was to Leslie um, nominated for?
0: Just for lead actress Andrea Riseborough.
1: Ooh, okay. I
0: definitely have seen her in other things. Um, you know, uh, no- notably Birdman, Oblivion, and We. Those are the movies that I had seen her in. Um, also in um, that movie where it's like a um, oh gosh. uh Sci-fi on Earth one, um Oblivion. Yeah, I guess that's that's what it is. Um and I thought that like totally it was fine. And she's she's a great actress, but it just this movie she really takes it to the next level. So I guess that's that's why she was nominated. So Yeah,
1: this uh she was really good in this. Um so again. Did not look into this into this movie at all Mm -hmm. i like kind of read the summary but like on on amazon it like it like gets kind of cut off so i read up until where where it says you know more or like increase so you could see more and then i just didn't do that so and then i just started it (laughs) so i was like okay woman woman wins
0: the lottery and loses it all got it let's Mm -hmm. go (laughs) yeah i think that's kind of what i i figured as well um and it's definitely an indie movie it is it is truly just like kind of a low budget, small story, um, with a with a good cast. You know, I, I give it that for sure.
1: Yeah, we have uh, Alice Allison Janney and um, and this other guy looked familiar. The guy that played uh, uh what was his name? D- uh, Dusty? No.
0: Stephen. Stephen Root. Yeah. D- Dusty is the name of one of the automobiles from Auto Autopia. It is. It is Emily. It is one of the Autopia cars. But they don't even have those anymore because it's not, it's not. It's not the Chevron Autopia anymore. It's just like I think it's like the mobile Autopia or something. Like it's. It's not. Or it. It has nothing to do with with chevron anymore so they got rid of all those cute little characters and little like I sure did i loved them the little Dusty driver's and... licenses that you used to get when you're in line wow we just really yeah. derailed this conversation real fast my bad sorry Uh um, steven root is okay. really getting a lot of recognition recently especially i mean he's been in stuff forever but um recently he's he's in that show barry uh where he's oh. he's really funny and, like he's kind of like the bad guy in that so Oh, I recognize him from Dodgeball. Yes, Dodgeball, Office Space.
1: Dodgeball.
0: You know, he's in a lot of things. He's definitely a very common character actor, I would say.
1: Oh, he's a voice in that new uh, Scooby-Doo show that I want to watch. Um, <laughs> Velma.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, go back. Um, Yeah, so good cast. Um, But it's very much just about Leslie, the main character. She is a... Um, person who uh, suffers from alcoholism so she's just kind of you see her at a really low point in her life where she hasn't talked to her son in six years she has no connection to really anybody that she knows and kind of has to go back first she visits her son uh, and her son can't handle her sickness and her so he has to you know live on his own and Kind of convinces her to go back to where she's from in the first place
1: yeah we um we see a lot of we see a lot of movies kind of like this, a lot of them seem to get nominated for Oscars, but you see a lot of the intervention type scenes or like you mm-hmm. know the the where the um addict of sorts makes promises that they can't keep, and the yep. poor family members um you know, want to believe them and they end up getting hurt again. So it's all very It's all a lot of those same themes that uh we see a lot in the, in a lot of movies like this. Um but um yeah so I was when, when this first started, I was like, oh gosh, is this just gonna be like a like a sad movie, but it really has a nice turnaround at the end. I actually really uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um with her getting the ice cream shop and mm-hmm. And her kind of using her son as motivation to to really change. I mean I don't know. It it wasn't it wasn't very clear like how how far gone she was, like if she really needed, you know, rehab of any sort or anything like that. She kind of just overcame it herself, um, which was great. Yeah. Which normally there's always like a rehab scene, um, in, in movies like this, but Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, once she quit cold turkey, she had, she was tempted many times to go back to it, but she didn't. Um, it's, it's a really gritty movie in that way, but I think it kind of gets offset by the really happy ending that it has, and, like, you hope that she continues this way, because you're, you're following her the entire time, and, um, I think as screenplays goes, it's really quite simple, and, like, um, realistic and oftentimes realistic things are really not that interesting, you know. And so it's kind of like when you when you have that aspect of it, it's just it's a simple indie film about somebody who's struggling with alcoholism and like uh, that's the movie. Like, you know, she does overcome things in the end and she does get sober for many months and that's really good. Um at least 10 months. But it's like Yeah. You know, uh, realistically, maybe that wouldn't have happened or wouldn't have been as smooth as it was it was shown in the in the movie. And not that this was smooth, but, you know, we did follow quite a long time of her struggling before she decides to quit cold turkey. It's pretty much most of the movie where she's um, just shown struggling. And yeah, kind
1: of hopping from place to place. Like first she goes to her son's and then he Mm -hmm. kind of kicks her out and then. Um, he so who was who was Dutch to her was they were they like family or were they like friends or something
0: I think they were just friends Um, I think it was um, Dutch and um, Nancy Nancy yes Alison Janney's character and I think that what it was was not clear until we watched the video of um, her winning the lottery again that they behind this behind her she's like drinks are on me and And they're like, you know, we better get some of that. And so it seemed like they were kind of using her for her money at the time and kind of helping her spiral into this alcoholism without being there to support her so that she didn't get to this place in the first place. And that's kind of what we see in the end. But it didn't it just really didn't explore it enough. I think it was just kind of just around. No, it was very
1: kind of vague. I mean, yeah. we really, we only really only went off of what everyone was saying about because it it had already happened. Like we didn't see we didn't see any of the point to where she got the lottery money and then and then what she did, like did with it. We just kind of got that information from what others and what Leslie said about the situation. Like the movie just starts with that with that lottery video and then fast forward to after the fact obviously when she's already lost the house and lost her
0: son her and friends everything.
1: and her family yeah pretty much lost everything yeah um and she's just kind of desperate to you know get that next drink have a place to stay you know just kind of doing doing the rounds and then she kind of ends up upon a motel uh she sleeps she sleeps like just on the grounds in the at night and
0: Mark Maron where... comes and finds her. Yeah, who Mark Maron. Is like truly the king of indie cinema. Like this guy has been in so many indie movies in like the past 10 years and I've watched a good handful of them. Um he also has an extremely successful podcast and I think he's honestly more famous for his podcast than he is as an actor. I'm I'm serious.
1: Really. I've, I have I know him from glow yes obviously yeah i love glow i love that show yeah um i'm sad it got canceled <laughs> and um and yeah and i think was he in no i'm i of someone else something else was he, he was in, in that stardust oh.
0: movie that we watched remember that train wreck oh, of a movie my god
1: stardust oh and he was in he was in joker i don't remember that hmm But I also try not to remember that movie.
0: Um, Okay, I think I'm thinking of. To me, he kind of always plays like kind of a rough figure who has a soft spot. And like, that's kind of how he is in this movie, too. And like, he sees Leslie and automatically he feels bad for her. So he wants to help her. You know, yeah. He
1: he seems more soft. Like I, th- I think this is the yeah. most soft he, character I've I've seen him play. For yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, he and we learn he clearly is pining over Leslie. Like he just he really appreciates her and really and and, and loves her. You know, just out of nowhere. But he yeah he, he kinda, does.
1: Kinda, kinda, yeah, it, it definitely felt a little uh, slightly out of nowhere. But like, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I kind of it like you knew it was coming, so it was yeah. It's, yeah, you could definitely, you definitely see that coming. Um, but yes, he, he offers Leslie a job at the motel. And of course, you know, she's kind of just taking advantage of the situation at first and just kind of taking his money and not really working very hard and stuff. But then, but then, uh, but then something clicks and she wants to turn it around. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the movie <laughs> like there you 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 pretty much got the gist of everything you needed from it there were there were a couple holes that could have been filled and and maybe you know some some extra scenes that we could have seen to kind of to kind of build it up a little bit um but overall I thought it was thought it was a pretty enjoyable movie I mean Leslie was was uh was very was very fun to watch she, yeah i mean
0: andrea- andrea riceboro truly has a transformation uh in this movie she is a like it looks like she is gripped with with alcoholism like it is it is pretty wild this physicality that she inhabits in this movie and
1: yeah it's, she, yeah. it's
0: really like quite that that is the it's like it's kind of like we, weirdly um gosh like i don't know what voy, voyeuristic or like incredibly like so realistic that it's hard to watch a lot of the time and you're like is this movie just so that we can watch andrea Ran- riseborough get nominated for an oscar cuz like that's it you know like the whole movie is just her performance as this alcoholic so i mean And it's so incredible that it's like, it drowns out all of the flaws of this quite boring movie. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and you just have to be like, okay, well, that's the way that this movie is being told. Like, this is the type of indie film that it is. It's a realism, you know, type of indie, yet has a whimsical ending, which is, again, a very indie movie way to to end something you know it's like it it kind of ends on a note that i feel like was not um earned by the whole previous movie before it in a lot of ways um just to have a good ending and yeah you know i felt that the movie that was, you know, about addiction that came out a few years ago. Beautiful Boy, remember with Steve Carell and, and Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, that one was a lot realistic in the way that, like, he he really wasn't doing great in the end of that movie, and he still struggles, and still, it wasn't like just, you know,
1: I felt because like- that's the thing. It's not it's not something that, and and it, they did show this in the end, mm-hmm. like she she was tempted Almost by the, the the flask again and, yeah yeah and because because no one had come and and i think it just it just seemed extra hard for her because she also had like yes dutch and nancy tried i'm using air quotes like tried to help her when when her son called and they're like we only did this because your son called us crying like we yeah like we don't want you here you're a lost cause like we don't we don't we don't think you're a good person we don't want to help you like and then they they spent a lot of the movie like really trying to like just just really being obstacles for her um so true they're so mean to
0: her they're like bullying her a lot and like you know she may deserve that in a lot of ways but it's just like that's not gonna make her better that's you know she doesn't deserve to be like groped in in a car by a creepy dude you know like all these things that they're getting harassed basically, exactly, exactly. Um, and it also reminded me of Murray Watch Hillbilly Elegy, I think it was last year for Glenn oh. Close and Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. And, and the mom, Amy Adams, in that was an, an addict, and the son had to like go to her. I mean, that movie was not very good, but it, he had to like go to her, and like she was also an addict, and like the way that she was behaving was kind of reminiscent of that, you know, the, the addict personality. Um, but you know, I think because Andrea Riseborough truly has a lot to work with here, she really does flesh out this person and she feels like a real person. Like you're watching this on the screen and you really think this is actually happening to her. Like it truly is a performance that is, is a, it's remarkable like if you just told me that she was on the screen you you maybe would think this is a documentary just the if it was filmed in a different way you know because she has such a visceral performance you know
1: true very true and that and that really made you want to like you know root for her in the end Mm -hmm. and and maybe even want to learn a bit more about the situation because like because the only things we really Gleaned from everyone talking was that you know once she won the money, she was partying a lot, and mm-hmm. she just kind of left her son at home, like yeah. like really not not really being a parent and she seemed to like we got a lot of pictures in the beginning of of her like giving birth to her son and and you know we never i don't think we ever meet or hear from the father,
0: oh no, um, she's just a single mom, and like yeah. But she, even and, before and, and a, and a she pretty wins, young and a pretty young single mom too. Yeah. It seems that right? way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, even before she, like before she wins in the video of her winning the lottery, she has that personality of like somebody who's really um, excitable and, you know, has that addictive personality that would fall into this, you know, type of lifestyle where she would abandon her son like it's not hard to imagine that she could that this could happen to her based on what we've seen like in that video just in that video you know right Um, yeah just because of the way she's acting you know she's really she's so exasperated in that video she's so like gleeful and yelling and shouting and you know she may like just have this kind that kind of personality that is coordinated with having an addicted personality that could become an alcoholic and doing and winning the lottery and getting tons of money to kind of go down this rabbit hole is something that could totally happen to her. You know, it could happen to anybody, obviously.
1: Yeah. Well, and we learned that that her mother was pretty strict and like Mm, kept
0: a, kept a tight
1: leash on her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that could definitely show some of the
0: rebellious attitude totally yeah it's a you know there's a lot of people in america that could probably relate to this story either personally or by association just like understanding i mean everybody knows what it's like to have you know somebody who is prey to addiction in some way and you wonder why and so watching this movie kind of has a nice like feeling that you're really getting to know someone who you may know, you know, in your life somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and that's like the best way to describe this relatively simple movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's all I know about it. I didn't look up anything else. I I will maybe uh, look up some trivia. Well, there's not much in here. First feature film directed by Michael Morris. Good job right. for you, Michael Morris. Good job, Michael. Yeah. Great job. And it's just um, I'm actors working together and these. other actors working together and other things. Yeah. Let's
1: see. I'm going to look at these. Oh. Plot keywords? So
0: also, I don't know if you saw this. And it's worth, it's worth mentioning. People have been exceedingly upset I guess not people um institutions or whatever related to the Oscars and nominations that she was not nominated on very meritable terms I guess like because she was nominated and I guess people didn't expect her to be nominated that it was kind of like a surprise nomination and it was due to the fact that supposedly you know there was a lot of of money and time and effort going out to the people who vote for best actress nominations and, you know, trying to get them to vote for her. And it is, it's kind of a controversy because this is not the only movie that has ever done this. I mean, every single best actress nominee and actor nominee uh, gets nominated because people vote for them. Right. And every person who gets nominated is basically like spend like they spend lots and lots of money and lots of time to get these people nominated and trying to beef up their numbers in some way. So it's kind of been exposing this really crazy way that they nominate people for the Oscars and how like fucked up it is because we're judging her who really didn't have anything to do with this, you know, for like getting nominated in the first place over other people who may have also deserved this nomination. Um, right. And I think that the the rank choice nomination situation is kind of kind of where it falls because you you put who you want, and therefore you're battling between so many other choices that it kind of brings the lower people up in a lot of ways because they managed to get enough votes to push them into the, to the nominees category. Um, And this was, there really is quite a controversy about this. Like I, I really have not delved into it at all, but um, people think that like, it's crazy that she got nominated in the first place.
1: And so people are mad at, at,
0: on, Andrea? Um, I think, like, the production company. Um, the production company. Her, you know, just, like, kind of the whole process is... And then, like, she had to, like, go and defend it in some way. Like, she had to basically say, I was nominated. Like, what what do you... You know, I feel bad that other people weren't nominated, but that's not within my power. <laughs> you know? Like, other people were supposed to be nominated, too. And including the woman from Till, who apparently gave an amazing performance and deserved to be nominated and was not. And so you're like, okay, well, how many marks, like, below? Like, I just wish they were a bit more transparent um, about the the way that it works, and it seems to be quite, like, messed up, and they really were blaming Andrea and, like, the whole production of this, just, just for that whole situation. Um mm.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like for 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 the voting process, they shouldn't be accepting bribes.
0: Well, the, I mean, yeah, and like, you're if you how think about, that this how is about the you person, are there and don't accept them. <laughs> yeah, and I think bribes. It's like hard because obviously they send out all these screeners to everybody, and those are the things that people watch or don't watch, and then they they nominate. I mean, it's the same problem we have every year where we like see who people nominate and we're like, did you even watch that movie? Like, did you even see it? And and the answer is probably no, like for so many people. And, and then you're just like, well, then it's all politics, isn't it? It's just, it's just like every other, you know, award show. Everything is always a popularity contest among, among peers, you know, um, which is why like the SAG awards makes more sense because that's all their peers and they know it's just a popularity contest like do you have a nice personality uh you did you gave a great performance here you go uh
1: (laughs) as long as we know that it's a popularity contest and not and not lied to saying that it isn't what it actually is it's a bunch of politics or it's basically rigged
0: um yeah it's just a crazy thing that sparked with this nomination for sure
1: interesting yeah i didn't even know about that but I'm not surprised.
0: There's got <laughs> to be something. There's got to be uh, something every year. I know. it has got to be something. <laughs> they're not perfect, and let's keep it that way. I mean, they're never going to be who's perfect. The, um, who's the host this year? Do we know who the host is? I don't is think there they're going to have a host again. I think they're just going to... They're done know? doing hosts? I, they didn't have a host last year, and that worked out just fine. Very true. Very true. Um. Okay read the so i don't even know if we have
1: any plot keywords technically so under keywords there's oh, plot details I and it's it. running that's it Dude. there are many other
0: things that could have been written here running Whoa. yeah running running it's wild um running this movie got an 84 meta score With 18 positive reviews, one mixed review, and zero negative reviews. And three 100s on here, Emily. Three. Whoa! This has very generally positive reviews. Hold on, it's loading. Hold Uh, on, loading. I'm going to read the the bottom one for you. The Empire 60 says, An award-worthy performance from the reliably exceptional actress, Andrea Riseborough elevates an affecting portrait of the road to recovery that fails to tread new ground. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I felt, Empire. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um,
1: Let's see here.
0: I think that the 70 rap says it good, too. It says, full-hearted, albeit conventional, that long first act feels at times punishing the drama plays out in the film's second half which is much more engaging the script gaining momentum alongside leslie
1: yeah i'll agree with that Mm -hmm. let me take a look at one of these 100s let's see um Yes, this one's interesting. It talks about the screenplay. The, the playlist. Gave it 100. Uh, Ryan Binacos, uh screenplay is full of tiny, keenly observed touches, but its greatest virtue is its attitude towards her addictions. The way it occupies her, the, her space with her, mm-hmm. looking on passively but not judgmentally. It's a movie that understands the desperation of alcoholism.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah totally agree
1: uh, this 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 movie was 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 very good that's why I, I can't i
0: I don't have anything to say about it
1: it was perfectly fine
0: yeah and and i and again <laughs> it's really about this person who's struggling with alcoholism and like it's a very well done portrait of somebody like that um yeah. and i you know she again she gives an amazing performance it did not it does not shock me that she was nominated for an oscar it's really quite it it, she is this person in this movie it is wild she just it seems that way everything about her is amazing she does an amazing job so um she really does yeah
1: okay uh shall we take a break take a break and then move on to women talking
0: Okay, we are back with the movie that nearly <laughs> did not come into our grasp until the last possible moment. Emily, would you like to explain what happened with this movie? Okay. So, we again, the the struggle has
1: been real with 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 watching the Oscar movies this year. They've been literally nowhere. Um, so I already had to buy one of the movies that we need to watch. Um not rent, buy. And so this this was up there with that as well. It was um needed you you could you could only buy it on Amazon Prime. Um and we didn't really want to do that, but we knew we needed to talk about this movie because again, it is nominated for best picture, so we definitely needed to have an
0: episode <laughs> about it. We sure did.
1: So I was I had given in. I was like, I'm just going to buy it, Alessandra, because we need to watch me to talk about it. Like, we can't just because it was going to come to Prime for free on on March 8th,
0: and we were. But it was like twenty six dollars to buy. Like it was expensive. It was expensive. And March 8th is too late to watch this movie. Too late,
1: and then talk about it because we were were literally going to be recording our theories like like around that time. So it it wouldn't work. So. I was like, I'm just gonna buy it. And it had kind of gone down in price. But then we waited one more day. Miraculously <laughs> waited one more day and it went to rent. It went to be okay. able to being able to rent. And I was like, yeah. thank goodness. And so we did it. Um, I was very scared to watch this movie. Mm. The trailer looked terrifying. You are ex- um,
0: uniquely afraid of religious people and religious cults i think generally you have I'm so afraid of those you have like a weird i mean same I fear but like you have like a fear that's unbridled like i i it's just it's in there and it has no it has no backing in your own personal life it's just straight up like just out of nowhere oh my god this is it's it just hyper real like hyper religious not a- it's not a good vibe. I don't want like to be around
1: it. I mean, like it's, it's just, just I don't just, want it.
0: I don't want it. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to be anywhere near. It. I don't want to talk about it. I don't
1: want to. I just want to forget it exists. <laughs> and,
0: and oh god,
1: yeah. So and this and this trailer was scary. I yeah. mean, I and you know after being scarred for the rest of my life watching Blonde, um, I didn't want. I didn't want to have another explicit movie. Um, so I. I avoided watching this movie as long as I could yeah (laughs) I will say that um just because I was terrified but um it was it was very sad um and and it was definitely scary I will give it that but it also had a very nice hopeful aspect Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. um and it was
0: definitely not what I expected it to be yeah, it it felt kind of like a play in a lot of ways. It did. It um, really did. Mostly cuz they were in like the same room talking the whole time and I there's think Lots of talking. I mean, that's the that's the movie. It's called Women Talking. Um it sure is. Uh there's I mean, w- there's a lot to unpack with this. It really is quite a remarkable movie. It really has um an angle that you're not you're not really expecting the just the depth and and beauty of this screenplay. Um every moment of it is is really quite amazing this screenplay. I just I I think that's truly what what brings this movie to to the forefront to me. Um because I thought it was just going to be a like a lot more like a play where they just kind of discuss things that are like a bit too on the nose or something. And I guess that it was like that in some in some ways, but it was kind of like the gradual realization of all these women um to understanding their place um in the world and their unique situation that ended up truly like encompassing everything about like the patriarchy and like what it really means to kind of take the reins of your own life. And there are so many themes in it that it's just underlying everything throughout this whole movie. It it really is quite, quite remarkable in the way that it's told, I think.
1: Um, Yeah, I agree. It was, it was very just mesmerizing to, to watch it. Like it was a very beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. Um, with how it was filmed and and yeah all the conversations that these women had like it's you could truly tell like and, you know we, we have a lot of very recognizable faces in here um but even then the characters still felt very real and they are all very different like we have uh, so basically it's about these women who live in this colony which is based on it's, it's inspired by true events. This, this particular yes. conversation that these women are having is fictitious. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, from what we understand of the, of the original story, this is actually based off of uh, true events that happened in Bolivia mm-hmm. uh, uh, with a Mennonite community. And from what we know, the women never left that community. Like in in this mm-hmm. in this movie, they they decide to leave. They mm-hmm. they have this conversation of, you know, do we stay and do nothing? Do we stay and fight? Or do we just pack up and leave? Like because of how we're being treated, it's it's not it's not right. It's not good for our safety. We need to leave. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and so that in this in this respect is fictitious because this doesn't actually happen. But um, these characters still felt very real and all their varying viewpoints was was very i'm gonna say like both interesting and frustrating Mm -hmm. to watch because this because of course these women in this community they they are not taught they don't know how to read they don't Mm -hmm. know how to write they um they are very unaware of their situation like this is all they know this this community is all they know yeah and So listening to them talk and being like, well, we can't leave our home. Like we should, like Claire Foy, her her character uh, Salome, uh, she wants to stay and fight because she's like, this is my home too, and I should just be treated better here. Like they should, like. And then we have the other the other ladies um, who who think differently, and it's just it just watching them all talk was 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 very intriguing mm-hmm. very intriguing very yeah. frustrating because i'm like i'm like the men are terrible leave
0: <laughs> just, they do realize or, or that eventually him. or kill them
1: yeah <laughs> I mean, and that's I, where
0: i'm at i'm like yeah
1: i'm like get them out of you don't need them you don't need them in their life um and just how everything escalates too like even after they're like okay we'll leave mm-hmm. but we'll but we'll allow after
0: some time Some of them meant to draw. I'm like, no, no. Well, then they're like, it's not going to happen. And then they're like, no, because it's just going to turn into exactly what happened and we'll just be somewhere else. And and it's so hard to it's such an incredibly like um, dramatic and like, I guess it's 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 a turning point into something that will change things forever for for these people and there's a lot of people involved and it's like the most important decision that anyone has ever made in their entire life and it's just left up to a group of of like eight or nine women to just figure it out and
1: yeah we see just how big this community is mm -hmm. of just the women's side because the the men are pretty much faceless like we never we really never see them except for august the one the 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 man who who teaches the boys and um he is allowed to sit in on on the meetings which which this movie is also based off of a novel which again Mm -hmm. is is fictitious the woman who wrote the book was a was a previous mennonite yeah um who got excommunicated and she and she took her experiences from living in this community and then wrote and then basically wrote the story which sounds very interesting i'm Mm-hmm. Almost
0: tempted to read it. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, I mean, but, so the, t- but the stress
0: for, for you, Emily, is that really gonna, gonna, be able- gonna? i to be able.
1: I can't do it. I just. Oh, I'm so. But I'm so into. Like, like once, like after I watched this movie I was like, "Wow, that was actually very good," and and I liked it. Like, and then we started reading articles about it, and yeah. I was like, "This is, this is so terrifying, but so interesting." Oh.
0: Yeah, no you, i can't do it i'm not gonna do it s- you sent me a an article by <laughs> do it. an article by um gene friedman rudovsky who apparently had written a lot about the original bolivian people because they were they were living in bolivia and had personally known the women who the mennonite women who were in Bolivia. And so wrote this really comprehensive, like, Vice article, I think, about it. And um was kind of peeved in this Time article because they didn't reference it enough in the movie and didn't really, like, acknowledge the, the real, like, back-breaking journalism that made this story possible in the first place. And, you know, you could kind of tell the kind of, like, saltiness that this writer had for that, but... Yeah, you know this is a story that is is quite like divorced from that, but also is about that. So I guess it would have been nice to have a little bit more of that uh, connection to the movie. But um, you know, it, and it does say inspired by true events on the front of this poster. So I think it's just a kind of it's it's an interpret interpretation of real life that maybe the people in Bolivia maybe would appreciate or would not. I mean, it, it's hard to know for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she was more on the mindset of like a lot of time and effort went into bringing the story to light. Mm. And the fact that this, this movie is being, is being marketed at, and like in interviews and stuff as kind of a fictitious, not fictitious, but you know, like a more like modern, like, like, when she was talking about the interviews of of the movie going around, like, with uh with the director, um, Sarah Polly, Yeah. Yeah, Sarah Pauly. She had mentioned that she wanted it to kind of be a little bit more ambiguous. Like, you don't know where this yeah. is. Yeah. You don't kind of know. You don't know where these people are, are from, really. Mm-hmm. And it's... And when you're watching it, and it really is a very, mm-hmm. like otherworldly experience because when you're looking at it you just see these people like kind of in historical looking clothes but then out of nowhere you see a car coming through playing like a more current song and then it's the 2010 census and it's just very it just kind of it really like settles it for you that like this this could happen anytime like there's
0: mhm
1: mhm it's and and in a lot of
0: ways Things like this are trying to happen or are currently happening. I mean, there's, there's, there's communities like this, where there's like a patriarchal setting um, and women don't really have any power at all. And, you know, I think it's trying to be more than that. I think it's not like you said, to make it more ambiguous, they, the director is trying to make it a little bit more generic about, just the nature of power, the nature of a patriarchal structure in which women don't have a say in anything that they're doing and they never really thought about it. And so coming, you know that, and honestly that is just like the tip of the iceberg of what this movie is about, you know, like it's a lot about like society as a whole and the way that the structures are to be able to allow for, for men to attack women and get away with it. And nothing really happens. even if those particular men go to jail, it's it'll happen again with other men because the whole thing is a big old farce and it's the way that it is. like and that's that's the problem. like and you really, and they talk about this and especially um, I think it's Ona, which is um, Rooney Mars uh, character. Mara's character. She's like, yeah. you know, in a way, I will be able maybe one day to forgive the men who have done this because, they're just as much of a uh, a victim as we are, in a lot of ways, to the structure of this world that we we have been in, and and the men teach the men and the women teach the women, and that's how it goes. And, and we have two older women in this in this group as well, um, played by uh, Judith Ivey and well well three three McCarthy well and of course um Fancy's McDormand's character leaves like right the very beginning so she's hardly in it she's more of just like a stoic um opposition um character
1: but yeah her character was was pretty was pretty set in we should we should stay and do nothing about it this is our home and this is just the way it is yeah um and like took her and her her daughter and her daughter's daughter with her
0: And And they were ah. uncomfortable with it, so they ended up leaving as well. Um, Because, like, you think about the just desperation that these women are feeling after these attacks. All of them have had some kind of attack happen to them. And, you know, it involved rape. It involved drugs. It involved every manner of horrible thing happening to them. And they were just pushed to this incredibly desperate situation that they had to think this way like they had to start um in the most incredibly like dire circumstances start to question their reality you know and like it's quite like it's a dramatic situation <laughs> but then you as a person who's on the other side of this doesn't have to be in a dire dramatic situation to also question your world right and and i think Completely. that's the point of it
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's like yes there are situations like this that definitely happen and are currently happening but you could use this situation in in a lot of other daily life like just everything um but another, another thing that i that we learned from the articles is that um the main kind of one of the main differences between the novel and the movie is that the 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 novel is kind of set from the point of view of august mm-hmm. the the teacher because he writes the meeting minutes and so it's kind of it's kind of like that's how the, the novel is written is just kind of like looking over these meeting minutes i think mm-hmm. um which also sounded interesting. And, but in the movie, it's kind of narrated more like uh, it's narrated by one of the, one Um, of the younger girls
0: or no, Aja, Aja. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Aja. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And she's kind of, and we learn by the end that she's narrating the story to Ona's um, uh, soon to be born child who will not remember any of this because by by the end of the movie they leave. They're like there we're out of here. Um they pack up on their buggies and they get the hell out of here. And uh And yeah. And then when Ona's child is born, they're hoping for a better future for that for that child. Yeah. I really liked uh Jesse Buckley's uh uh Acting in this, like her character and everything, she, she, so like the women do get married in this community. Like they will find people that they get married to. Um, some of them, uh, maybe in in a loving relationship. Jesse Buckley is is the opposite. She's in a very abusive relationship, and um, and so you kind of see a lot of those themes and situations that kind of come from abusive relationships where she wants to forgive him um and so she's kind of on the fence the whole time just like kind of Mm -hmm. digging her anger out on everyone because of course she's mad like she gets gets abused by her husband like and that's not right and but she really like kind of realizes what's happening like I shouldn't have to be forgiving him like he there's nothing to forgive about this situation he is he's a bad man who hurts me and my children and
0: yeah, but she's also grappling with the whole idea that the men say they have to forgive these other men in order That's to right. go to heaven, in order to make God happy. And, yes. you know, obviously there's that entire religious aspect of this movie. and They're brainwashed. They're basically. completely brainwashed. But also they have a faith that is what is driving them to make this great, like, grand decision. You know, they're... They're questioning their God in a way that they never have before, and therefore it's making them strengthen their relationship personally to God and not to the men who are the ones with the power, right? And, you know, right. they have to come to terms with the fact that forgiveness, when forced, as they say, is completely not forgiveness, and you cannot force somebody to forgive anybody else and... um it just feels so wrong to most of them, especially, uh, with this whole situation that they have to come to a, a term that God will love them if they leave too, <laughs> you know? Um,
1: yes. Cause yeah, that's definitely one of the big, when they, they, um, first they have this big like vote where, mm-hmm. every, where every woman in the community votes and then, then they kind of leave it up to the, to the more, um, They leave it to like the hierarchy, like the the women, the the women leaders of the of the community. And um and they start making like it's like it's very it's very comprehensive. Like they have pros and cons lists that they Mm -hmm. bring up. Like it's all it's all so comprehensive and so so intriguing so intriguing. It's super intriguing.
0: And yeah, but also, you know, the way that it's shot, the acting, the costumes, they're all just like, really, really well done. Like, truly, I mean, I got to see the other things it was nominated for. I think just uh, Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. But like, truly, like, this movie had an amazing cinematography, Uh, really just got you into that location and into the minds of these women so clearly and so well um and also the the kind of like frenetic like hilarity of a lot of stuff like they would like break out into laughter a lot and it would kind of be cutting a lot between the girls or like that one scene where um Aja like jumps out of the barn and says you know I can't live anymore and she lands on the haystack and then they all are laughing because the uncomfortableness was like so intense that they didn't know what else to do in that moment. And that, that happens quite a lot of times as they're talking. Um, it's just such a heavy human thing to go through where they're trying to reconcile with these great big emotions that they're feeling they and the only way that they can is just to burst into laughter you know it's wild um,
1: yeah and another character i i really liked um because we also get into like the the mental aspect of it the one who plays um uh michelle mcleod mcleod yeah. plays, um the one who smokes yeah, yeah. and She has panic attacks, uh, and a a couple of them have panic attacks. Like they, and then of course they call them like episodes, or they call them like, you know, whatever they want to call them. And it's, and that's just how they handle their current situation. And there's this like really heartbreaking scene between um, Mejal and um, Miyake. I think that was uh, Jesse Buckley's character. Um Marike. you know she has Marike. Yeah. Um, and so Majal has her panic attack, and she's like, "We all, we all get attacked. We all go through this. Mm-hmm. How come? How come you have to make such a big deal out of it?" And it's like, "That's just, yeah. That's how she's handling it mentally. Like, it's not, it's not an easy thing to handle. Like this. Well, Marie, yeah, not, Marike like,
0: is also hurting in her way of." dealing with that is to lash out at everyone. She lashes at everybody. Like she Yeah. She's she's just she cannot understand her own hurt. So she lashes out at August. She lashes out at Ona. She lashes out at Yeah, like um major uh, major. Like all of them feel her her rage and wrath until she comes to it herself. Um after her mother Greta apologizes for not being there to protect her as well, because she has also been there her whole life and, and, and brainwashed. And um, there's some really like powerful moments in this. And you really get like so much from all these characters and all these women. And it's really surprising to me that none of them were nominated for best actress or best supporting actress, because they truly are all every one of them remarkable in their own way. We're
1: so good
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's really it's really quite something. And even Ben Shaw, you know, he has just he's such a he's like the ultimate soft boy in this movie, too. Like he's going through so many emotions in this movie. And it's just. He's such a veteran actor, as all of them are. And you watch them and you're just like they have a full grasp on this entire situation as actors like they are completely in their depth they're professionals yes good like (laughs) and everybody does such a good job um so it's it's definitely it's definitely crazy even even the even the actors getting
1: their debut roles i mean the girl that plays um atcha yeah atcha kate howard um yeah she's fantastic that's that's her debut role so good she was amazing She was absolutely amazing yeah Um, I'm looking at the trivia and I really like what this one said because I I did like um, how the movie was shot. It says director Sarah Polly explained more about the color grading of the film, Mm -hmm. explaining how they played with saturation levels to create a feeling of a world that had faded in the past. Um, This is why the film appears to be almost black and white, but not quite.
0: This goof is so silly because it says Nettie identifies as a man named Melvin. The Mennonite do not allow members to identify as anything other than their biological sex and gender in real life, Nettie would have been excommunicated. And it's like, obviously, anybody who is trans is going to be not accepted in the most incredibly strict of strict places. Like trans people aren't even really fully accepted in normal society, and we're not even like that strict of a society. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but no, but they're trying to be. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was great to see that kind of character who had been, again, also attacked. Um, and just a little bit of their background and like Melvin's like actual like way that they dealt with their own gender identity. And they just decided to be mute. They just decided to be silent and not talk to an adult and only talk to children. <laughs> Until they felt like safe enough to, you know. Um,
1: yeah, because honestly, the the children are the are the safest people in this movie. Yeah,
0: <sighs> it, but the like, then they. Oh, I really love that discussion they had about the fourteen-year-old boys. Right at the very end, right when they're about to leave, they're like, w-, "You know, are fourteen-year-olds safe?" And like these women, literally, have no idea. Like they're. They they don't really know their their 14 own children. Is,
1: Fourteen is still, it's a
0: volatile four, age. Okay, it's like a volatile <laughs> age, impression,
1: impressionable. Like yeah, I mean, it's you have no clue. Like you have no clue. And I totally thought that like He's gonna when say no.
0: <laughs>
1: they were gonna say no, or they were gonna tell tell the others. Like when when Jesse Buckley's character like tells.
0: Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> when Jesse Buckley's character said that she, like, told her husband, like, about what they were going to do, like, while he was drunk, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, what's going to happen? <laughs> like The worst was going to happen. Uh,
0: <sighs> yeah. I
1: they going to get caught.
0: Um, but that's <sighs> kind of not the way that the movie is. Like, the worst thing no. that happens with a man I- in the present moment is that um, Marike's husband comes back. And he beats her pretty badly. right? And he gets really, really drunk. And so it completely is not the, like, the danger is not, like, as imminent, I think. It's not quick. Their, Their danger is present, but they're not, like, actively fighting against men in this movie, like, physically. They are...
1: Yeah, like the most action packed scene is when Claire Foy's character Salome is like yeah. going going at the the shed with a with a, a scythe. What is it? Yeah, like a scythe, yeah. Yeah.
0: And attacking the person who they caught. And it's wild because the it starts you kind of had this whirlwind beginning where they're like talking about these attacks and you're not sure what's going on. You're like, well, caught one? What what is this attack? What is happening?" Um, you know, and it just rushes right through through the beginning of this so you're just thrust into it and you're confused and you're like what's what is this place why are they acting this way you know that's again why the screenplay is so remarkable because it thrusts you into it and then it leaves you to kind of pick up the trails of what has actually happened to them throughout the whole movie like you right. start to realize oh when you you wake up with Rooney Mara in the beginning. She had just been attacked. She was raped brutally. She has a baby now because of that. And you don't really understand what's going on until you're like most of the way through the movie. And you're like, oh, like this has been happening. And and it kind of dawns on you. You know, you're kind of brought into that. And it's it's scary and remarkable and amazing that they are around. You know, we, we sit. We hear one of them even committed suicide because she couldn't handle it, and
1: yeah, and it makes sense. But the fact that some people have, some of the women have survived yeah. this, is just absolutely remarkable. It's yeah, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Another thing I want to I want to mention is like how how the actresses spoke. Like some of them, like they mm-hmm. kind of, you know, these women are in this community. They have they they are social. They talk to each other, but. You know there's there was a certain cadence to how they talked that Mm -hmm. felt very off like totally that like that they're they're not city dwellers they're not they're not they're not out in the city they're not out in like normal society like it's it's this what they are contained in this bubble and so they they talk different (laughs)
0: Yeah, there is, in real life, the Mennonites, a lot of them, especially that one in Bolivia, have their own dialect. And it's like a German descendant dialect where only they yes. they know how to speak that language. They do not know how to speak the language of the country, where in Bolivia it's Spanish. They, yeah. you know, if they wanted to go out into the world, they would not be speaking the same language as anybody else. Which is another barrier to, you know, breaking out and and escaping and so it's just like in this one at least it's kind of like they could have a conversation with whoever's on the outside there was a lot of like kind of references to maybe they'll be able to go somewhere and i felt like august was trying to help them but he didn't want to help them too much and he couldn't really do much because he only knew so much as well um but there's just so much more to know about the outside world and they didn't even really talk too much about that. You know what I mean? Like, the world is big yeah, and scary. There's, <laughs> there's a
1: lot to consider. I mean, depending on how far they go. I mean, do they just go to, like, another open area where they can just kind of build their own houses and, and be their own society? Or do they... Sorry if you can hear my niece. <laughs> They're trying to put her to sleep. Yep. <laughs> She's fighting it. Um, okay. but uh, But, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things there's there's money there's a language barrier there's there's just like other other society scary things like i mean yeah you're leaving this society because of men you gotta be worried about men. In the other <laughs> society too. it's like yeah it's, um it's 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 a constant battle um
0: yeah, but I yeah mean, lots
1: of things to consider
0: i think we've really talked about a lot of stuff so I think it'd be good to to keep going here. You can read the the plot keywords.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Um. I just really I just thought this
0: movie was very intriguing. And I liked talking about it. Um, Same, dude. I was looking up articles all night. I was like thinking about it all night last night. Like I like laid in bed and I was like, that was such a good movie. That was like really thought provoking and and interesting." And
1: yeah, I, I just yeah.
0: I loved it. I thought it was it was really uh really well done. Really glad I got nominated for best picture. You know,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, so to the plot keywords we got here are religious group, sexual assault, forgiveness, women, religion.
0: Okay, yeah, there you go. So this movie got a 79 meta score with 37 positive reviews, nine mixed reviews, and one negative review. So, wow, can't believe this got a negative review. But there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, one hundred. The lowest is a 25 from the San Francisco Chronicle.
1: All right. San Francisco Chronicle. Let's see what you have to say. Um, okay. So we've got Women Talking has a remarkable cast. Rooney Mara, Jesse Buckley, Claire Foy, among others. And it's grounded in dramatic real-life events. But it's mannered in its conception and wooden in its execution and has little to do with living, breathing people. I'm sorry, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think all these like low ones really just feel like it's quite stocky of a movie. Like it's not, I, I don't feel this way at all. Because even though it does have that kind of distance between you and the woman, it quickly becomes more of you, a... you see the relevance of it yeah <laughs> like, like
1: it's it's very relevant
0: <laughs> um the wall street journal 60 is really trying to like tear down miss Polly. like it's weird they say miss Polly, a long-time actress who got started in movies as a child does an admirable job of keeping the dramatic temperature at a high level despite the structures of the format and miss mara miss foy and miss buckley all make a vivid impression yet no one in the movie seems to have a grasp of the practical realities.
1: Stop calling everyone Miss, Kyle. God. Also, like,
0: the (sighs) practical realities is not the con. like, that's not the point of this movie. Like, I think it's kind of like that's what I expected this movie to be, was them weighing pros and cons in a very realistic manner. And it, because of the explicit... Like way in which they live, they cannot in any way have any reality other than what they know. So therefore, all their references and everything that they have is the smallest possible world. And that's what they're weighing. You know? It's- and that scene, <sighs> and
1: that scene is perfectly captured by when. <laughs> Acha, Acha, Acha. Yes. I cannot say. I cannot say Their name. names are crazy. Um, yeah. Um, she's speaking to August at the at the watering yeah pump yeah thing, and um and he talks about how you know he went to university and she's like she's like I'm glad I don't have to be you know I don't have to look forward to university because you probably didn't learn this in university and she starts
0: swinging like,
1: the- swinging the pail. Like around and none of the water comes out because yeah. of you know fucking physics and gravity and whatever and shit. Yeah. The momentum. There we go. Like, like which is stuff that you learn in university. And no, you're maybe you're not physically doing that, but like you learn about it. Like you could definitely learn about stuff like that in university. And it just and that really showed how how small their little their little world is. And Marike's
0: um, mom was talking about her two horses a lot and she would like think about them as characters in her own metaphor in her head and the way that the horses would react when she was in the buggy buggy, and how that made her feel and what the situation was um and it was like shown to us was an eloquent way to describe those certain situations in the realm of where they are (laughs) you know and Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, that's why they don't have any context for what could possibly happen to them outside, because they have no idea. (laughs) like They really don't.
1: Um, yeah. And I feel like that should be obvious. So all of these reviews that are kind of stating that you're wrong and your reviews invalid, so I hope you know that, um, (laughs) your opinion's not wanted here. Um, okay. Let's move on since the yellow ones are making me seriously mad. <laughs> like well, I'm I, getting more mad at these reviews than I like that. I was at the movie. Like I was just seriously uh, like just I, I did get a little frustrated at like what they were saying because I was like, no, the men are bad, leave
0: them. Yeah. Um You gotta let them come to that though. Like no. they have to come know. to these realizations on their own. <laughs>
1: I know they do, but I'm like I'm like, men bad. No no, no, no. <laughs> no no. Uh, okay, let's see. was there another
0: one we liked. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna read oh I mean this the the eighty Arizona Republic says despite the specificity of the setting and the performances, there is a a universal universality to the story universality yeah. excuse me, oh my God, um universality. guess we should pick one of these uh one hundreds here um I like the independent one, which is just, just the top one. Um, okay. It says, even if Sarah Polly's superlative work doesn't get the po- plaudits or the audience it deserves, it should stand to have far greater legacy. This is the kind of cinema that endures, not just as a great work of art, although it is, it is that, but as something that moves us all forward.
1: Yeah. I like that one. Yeah did it like did it did not many people go see this movie in theaters or something Probably. like was it like
0: i mean the, the observer's like it's easy to call this movie a me too movie but it's a lot more than that and it's like it is that's that's what i've been trying to say like i thought it was going to be more of that and it it really wasn't like the drama was palpable <laughs> you know like they really yeah. are becoming new people and we're watching them become
1: we're watching them figure out what's happening and 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 make decisions for themselves because they never got that like they never every decision in their life since being born into this community they never they never got to like they never got to choose they didn't get to choose when they had children Mm -hmm. they didn't get to choose like it's nothing absolutely nothing yeah so it's
0: terrifying yeah it's really scary um and this oh, i goodness. i like this movie a lot i mean we'll talk about our oscar predictions soon so everybody get ready for that because it's coming i'll probably really ready <laughs> probably release this one earlier in the week so that you guys all can listen to this before we release the oscar uh the nominations that we have chosen the, the predictions oh because this was not coming
1: out tomorrow no it's coming out nope oh a little later all right <laughs> all right oh my goodness i have so many movies to watch i feel i feel like so many movies got snubbed and i should like watch those movies okay. i
0: know it's, oh it's it's really oh, stressful
1: god. <laughs> yeah oh, god uh, okay well all right. we're, we're doing our best here we're doing our best <laughs> We should if, if we can't get to them before the Oscars, we should try to make a list of all the movies that did get snubbed and we should try to make an effort to to watch them and talk about them on the podcast. Um, um, good call. Okay. That was two Leslie and Women Talking. Um and we are getting ever closer to the Oscars. Oh my goodness. So excited. Um if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and IMDb. Uh, We are also on Amazon Music and Spotify. Uh, If you want to email us, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And we also have merch, so please check that out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.